The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And welcome down to the EP Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti, Hannah Beth joining me here. And we bring you, as we do each and every week, 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb right here from Evergreen Park. And it's brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. A new school year is here. And whether they're on campus or doing their work from home, First National Bank of Evergreen Park's student checking account can help students manage their money. With online banking and a convenient mobile app, this account allows for students to do their banking from anywhere. Plus, there's no minimum required to open. And they'll get their own debit card and five free nationwide ATM refunds per statement cycle. To open up a student checking account today, visit bankevergreenpark.com slash student checking member FDIC. Hollywood insider Ben Belton on the show this week. There's movies coming out again. Yes, they're back. John Brand from Open Outcry Brewing at the end of the bar. We are going to face off in a contest mano y mano. You're not going to want to miss it. But before all of that, joining me on the phone line right now from the Village of Evergreen Park, he's a good friend of the show. He's on an awful lot. He does not only stuff for the Village, but he also runs a local theater group. His hands seem to be everywhere, and I don't mean that in a weird way. Glenn Panuski's on the line with me. How are you, Glenn? I am doing well. Actually, I'm, I'm remembering, you know, I'm alone here. I'm on the phone. I can take my mask off. Yeah, so. yeah. Take, take off the you mask. You hear me a little better now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well, and I hope you are, too. Looks like the rec department's doing, like, a ton of stuff here for the fall for kids, which I think is awesome. Yeah, well the, well, the first thing is that they did get the preschool open. And, you know, here's the interesting thing, because when that building was constructed, you know, there, there was some criticism out there. I mean, it's a beautiful building, but is it too big, too much? But this is where, actually where it's actually playing into uh, our favor, because now there's so much room that they can take these preschool kids, which are going to be kept in smaller, you know, groups, smaller classrooms. But now there's more places to go with them to keep them distant. And they've been at it for two weeks now, and they're loving it. I mean, you know, they, they don't mind the masks as as much as we thought that they might. You know, you figure three, four-year-olds, you know, they're not going to, that's going to be a, a trial to keep that, you know, the masks on. But they, they've been doing well, and um, so they're had, that's two weeks in. So, and then, of course, after, the, with that, then comes, you know, the, the fun programs and the, the recreation department. Right now, they've got registration going for all the, the fun stuff, the youth uh, sports classes, they got t-ball and and hoopsters and kickers and um, tennis classes and uh, you know even adult classes too. They got archery, they got outdoor ball hockey, they got pickleball, which I've never heard of, but is a big thing. So all that's being um, they're they're registering folks for that as we speak, right over there at the community center. And then the uh, the youth soccer is actually starting this week as well. So pickleball that you mentioned, I was looking at it myself. I can't even be in it because it's for ages fifty and over. But it, it's it's a it's described as a combination of tennis, badminton, and ping pong. So not everything is for the kids that the rec department's doing because that's for active adults fifty and over. The pickleball thing. Well, and then also they have you know the exercise classes you know that are are in in full force. So it's one of these things where yeah we're trying to keep things as as normal 
as you possibly can while keeping things safe for everybody. And it, it seems to be working out. Um, and also, you know, just around the corner in October, they'll, they're, they're hoping to start the, the dance classes and then a drama class as well. So, you know, it's just uh, it, this whole thing has kind of forced us all to uh, rethink things and think outside the box. But so far, it's working and people enjoy it. Yeah, it's a shame that we lost the parade. We lost all the concerts. You know, they're going to be back next year with the, you know, uh, with the help from above. So I think we're pretty fortunate here in Evergreen Park just because the schools aren't doing the sports. There's no activities. And yet you guys are finding ways to offer something to to people in the village if in case their need their kids need that. And and I like the right. fact there's an alternative because the schools have basically gotten rid of all these after school things and these different activities. And, and the fact this is available is a great thing, I think, because if it's being done safely, it's a good thing to get the kids out and do something. And we don't want we don't want them to be, you know, to, to turn into a mess mentally because they're basically confined inside when in reality, they're probably the safest of any group of us. I know there was one day I was walking and this is a couple of months ago, but I was walking down the uh, on my one of my walks and I passed by. Uh, and this is when the parks were still closed, you know, the the tot lots. And I passed a house and the little kid looked like she was maybe six or seven. And she wanted to go down to, to Duffy Park and the, the tot lot. And the parents said, no, we can't go down there because of Corona. And the girl just starts crying and she slams into the house going, I hate Corona. And I just passed by. I said, honey, we all do. And I can't wait for the day that you can go back and play in the park like you were meant to do, you know, right. and, and, and it's coming. So, you know, and then you also mentioned with our, the theater group. Yeah, obviously, Broadway in New York, everywhere, you know, theater is shut down. And that has, of course, affected all the community theater groups, including us. And, and we're finding ways you know, to, to do things safely. And we've got a, a little project for an alternative kind of entertainment that we're working on that I'll just keep mum about for now. But uh, you know, you'll hear more about that hopefully on your show in a couple of weeks. So That's uh, awesome. again, our whole thing is just trying to restore some kind of normalcy until we can get things really kicking again. Remember last year, remember we did that, uh, the fantasy science fiction um convention over at the senior center first time you were there you know the first time out crowds were good but we knew that this was going to have to be uh you know you keep doing it year after year it becomes bigger we're really hoping to get that thing in you know because all those vendors that you saw were there at the time said hey we're back next year you know and uh so we're just i don't know if February, it's going to happen, but uh, we're hoping to get that in too. So that was the last live event the EP podcast went to. It was, I mean, like we were maybe two, three months in the Corona. I went to go clean out the trunk of the car, and I still had all the stuff sitting in there that I had packed up and brought over to that event. I want to say, yeah, everything shut down about three weeks after that after that event. You know, so uh, and I remember us sitting around casually just talking and saying, oh yeah, you're reading about this thing that's starting out overseas and might be coming this way. And, you know, and obviously it was much more uh, serious than that, but you know, who, who knew, you know, so. Exactly. Now the recreation department, I'm going to give the quick list to everybody that's listening. They got T-ball for ages three to six, little dribblers, ages three to five, adult tot hoopsters and kickers, 
ages two to three with an adult, multi-sport mania, which is for ages four to six. They got peewee tennis and junior tennis that covers you, those two classes, anyone four through nine. There's also youth te- uh, youth tennis that gets you up to the 12-year-olds. There's archery for six to 12, and I'm jealous because I want to go do archery. They should add an adult class to that. Outdoor ball I hockey, six to 11. Younger, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then you got the beginner pickleball for active adults ages 50 plus. How do people sign up, though, right now, especially because we, we don't know exactly what we're supposed to do and where we should go? I'm sure you don't want to line someplace. How do people go sign up, Glenn? Well, you can go to the community center. The rec department, they're there, you know, full-time hours. And, and the benefit of there is that, you know, finally, you can use a credit card, you know, to pay for it. They can't do it over the phone yet, you know, but, uh, you know, you can go and everything's, you know, if you've been in the community center, it's all safe over there. And it gives you a reason to get out, you know what I mean? The You know, the building's open and, and they're happy to see you over there. Well, Glenn, I appreciate you jumping in with us today and uh, and telling us everything that's going on with the rec department I look forward to more conversations. Every time things open up a little bit more, I start to feel a little bit more normal. And so I I, I feel normal talking to you with all the things going on in Evergreen Park. You're a good friend, and I appreciate you having me on. time for your EP podcast word on the street brought to you by the fine folks over at cousin subs 9204 southwestern avenue hop in today or order online cousinsubs.com coming up this saturday september the 12th the mhr men's club is having their annual barbecue bash but it's not going to be the same big event in the parking lot at most holy redeemer on 95th street instead it's covid and q this year You can have a barbecue team in your own backyard and enter into the contest to find out who can cook the best ribs in the entirety of Evergreen Park. If you participate, you do it from home. Then you march the ribs up at 4 o'clock for turn-in on Saturday. There's rules online. The prizes are listed online as well. And I'm hearing of a possibility of a roving musical act going from house to house that's participating. The Barbecue Bash, safe but fun this year, More details at mhrmensclub.com. And those of you in and around Evergreen Park that see those EP podcast car magnets and say, how do I get my hands on one of those? Well, right now they're available and all you have to do is order them online and it's free. The Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network has a new store open up online. Visit broadcastbasement.bigcartel.com. Cash and fabulous prizes for those that we see with the magnet on the back of the car. That's your EP Ward on the Street. The EP Podcast rolls on now. An Irish pub created by two neighborhood families right here in Evergreen Park, nestled on the quiet little street called 99th. And it has quickly become a Southside tradition. I'm talking about Porter Cullen's. Voted the best Irish pub the last four years by the Chicago Tribune. Their menu is filled with unique and inspired takes on traditional Irish and American classics that are sure to satisfy all your taste and cravings. This includes their incredible Guinness battered fish and chips and the best homemade corned beef you can find. With a family-friendly atmosphere, Porter Cullens is certified by Guinness to give you the perfect pour. A hidden gem on the south side with a downtown feel located right here in Evergreen Park. Porter Cullens has comfortable seating, indoors and outdoors. 
Located at 3541 West 99th Street in Evergreen Park. Learn more at portercullens.com. Back now, we got John Brand down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar. Hannah. Hello. We're going to have some fun right now with John. First yes. off, he brought us an absolute awesome beer that I am super excited about drinking right now. I mean, we've been sitting here and we've been sipping this thing. Tell me what this is because I love it. It, 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 first of all, it reminds me of my time out in California. So this has to be a California that's, style IPA. That's a good call. That's, ex- that's exactly right. So this is, um, this is what a IPA would have likely tasted like perhaps five, 10 years ago before the current, uh, trends in, uh, IPAs have kind of evolved and changed. So, uh, w- what, what people typically call these, uh, these styles now are, West Coast style IPAs. So this is our version of a West Coast style IPA. It's called the Grace. Yeah, it's really, really good. I enjoy it a lot. It's, Thank you. I like IPAs, and but I, there's just you know the New England thing is kind of the hip thing. This is the thing that this is the style of IPA that I've always liked the most. These because I remember I found IPAs. I found the uh, the India Pale Ales when I was out in the Sierra Nevadas, when I was living in Reno, Nevada, and I was and, and then when I was in, in California, that was when I really found craft beer for the first time. Right. And it's a it's yeah. a callback to it. And I absolutely love it. John Brand sitting with us here. He's from Open Outcry over at 109th on the 10900 block of Western. Go check that place out. They got an amazing upper deck area out there. Plus they've got seating inside that they can do because you can basically open up most of the walls. So it's it's spread out but it's probably the most natural feeling place indoors that I've sat in because of the way you have things set up with the windows. And we're excited that you're back down here at the bar. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Good. Yeah. It's always a good time hanging out with you guys. Hannah, it's nice to see you drinking beer again because we're we're slowly weaning weaning Hannah off the wine. She's getting ready for our segment. So now she's running around the bar to get to the microphone. I know, how to run back to my mic. Yeah, I mean, barely since we've opened this Grace IPA, like I barely touched uh, touched my wine, so... Good stuff. We are going to have some fun today with John as we're talking beer. And then after John, we have Ben Belton, our Hollywood insider, who will jump in here and join us and talk about the movies because a lot of theaters are starting to open up again, which is kind of exciting. I saw a preview for a movie that we're going to get into with Ben today that is going to get me back into a theater. I decided it's going to be my first time back to a theater when that movie comes out. So we're going to get to that. But John, you're a beer expert. Okay. Arguably. Yeah. yeah and, and I drink a lot of beer. Hannah has a selection of beers that she went out and got. These are available to anybody here in the area. And what we're going to do is we're going to try to see whether or not you and I oh, can Jesus. face off against each other okay. and see if we can identify the style of beer. Hannah will be the judge on anything where it's like, well, that isn't exactly what it is. Hannah will judge exactly what type of style that it is. And we will see who will win between me and you. I call it the brewer versus the bartender. <laughs> So anyway, here we go. We're going to give the first one here a try for the brewer versus the bartender here on the EP podcast. John Brand from Open Outcry. Make sure that you go and visit him. John is sniffing his beer. I will sniff mine as well. That's what all beer drinkers do, Hannah. We sniff the beer first in a little taster glass well, to look I like sniffed, it makes a difference when you're trying to figure this whole thing I, out. I sniff the, the grapefruit in this grace beer, so mm-hmm. I'm learning the sniffing. All right. Technique. We shouldn't have drank the IPA before this taste test because all... It'll uh, screw everything uh, up. Uh, that's all I can taste right now. It hops. <laughs> 
Well, let, all right. So you want to break this down? Okay. Well, let's do it together. Okay. Okay. For let's start out with let's start out with color. What do you, what, like? What are we looking at? Well, this is dark. Uh, well, what well, it's well, what are you seeing? I'm seeing brown with with uh, with uh, with it's brown slash ruby. Okay. So just based on the color alone, ruby. we've already narrowed this down. Those are streaks of ruby in that beer. Okay. Right. Um, aroma. What are you getting in the aroma? It's more. It's a little bit of coffee. I want to say a little, a little going. bit. Keep going. Um, uh, I don't know. I can. I can almost smell. I can almost it's, smell some of the wort. It's in ra- it. It's raisin and currant. Is that right? That's exactly right. Yeah. You can tell raisin exactly. You can tell what it is. I looking right. That's raisin. You're like a sommelier for beer. So All right. I'm, I'm down to five or four different styles now. F- okay. okay. All, All right. right. Did you already take a sip? I took a sip. Okay. What's funny what? is he's so good at this, and he's breaking it down like scientifically. I know. And I drank it, and I said, "Okay, I got a pretty educated guess." It's a like that's about the difference. Like he's gonna analyze it, and I'm just, I'm just gonna guess. It's it's moderately to high sweet. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, carbonation's moderate to high. Um, I'm down to three, and 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 you can tell that you're getting the sort of a a, a peppery. Uh, a peppery butterscotch type note in it. I drink it. I drink it, and it feels to me like a foreign beer. Okay, that's, that's what I think it is. Yep. I think it's a foreign style beer. Is that's what right. it is. So for I'm, sure, we're narrowing this down to the Belgian region. Okay, what we're doing. and the okay. re- and, and and I'll go a step further. I believe that Hannah went out to the store today, and there is a new. T- there are all these beers that are in style because what is the f- what is going on right now in September, going into October? I, I think you're uh, back up. Yeah, I don't think you're going down the right path. You don't think I'm going down the right, right, right path? See, I don't think it's an Oktoberfest, but it's I think not. it's a German beer. You think you figured? I think me it's out. a German beer. It, I'm, th- I'm going Belgium. I'm you're going, going Belgium, Belgium style beer only right. because of the peppercorn and the clove and the note in this thing. All right, I would think that this was. I don't. You know, something makes me think this is a German beer. I'm going to say that this is a Dunkel. That's a great guess. That's what I think this that's is. That's a great guess. So I'm okay. Uh, I think that's what this is. I'm going. Uh, I'm thinking this is in the trapeze family. It's either a, a, a quad, a triple, and you know what? I'll throw Dunkel. I'll throw Dunkel in there too because the Dunkel uses the same sort of uh, yeast stuff. All right, but, Hannah, uh, reveal the drink. That's what we got here. How bad See, are we? It, the thing was, I guessed, and I had that idea in my head right off the bat. John broke it all down. We came to something very similar. And what kind of beer is it? What do we have here? Bust out your kilts. It's a Scotch ale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This says Old Chubb Oscar Blues Brewery Scotch Ale. Screw that up. And that's a good one. First of all, that's an Oscar Blues Scotch Ale. Yeah, and and I actually have the sticker on the bar mirror, Old Chubb. So I know I've drank it before, and I still couldn't guess what it was. We're terrible at this. (laughs) Absolutely terrible at this. Okay, both of us. (laughs) Both of us did horrible on our first taste test trying to guess a beer. So Hannah's going to try to pick another beer. So now you Let's went try through this, this again. Did that make sense to you when you when it opened up? Did it, what do you think threw you off from not getting to a Scotch ale? Because normally Scotch ales feel scotchier, I and I don't know why I didn't taste that in it. You know, that's the thing. I don't know. You know what? I think I might just guess Dunkel with every dark beer today. Well, <laughs> it's just, felt, just it, it's, it's nearing fall, and you just, just want to use the word. You just want to say the word Dunkel. I just want Dunkels at Oktoberfest, and eventually I'll get one right because you know she had to have picked up one of those at yeah. the store. You know, it's this is the time of year. I would think that you would yeah, have. Yeah, I, th- I was getting the peppercorn. So when I get peppercorn, yeah. I go straight. To, I go straight to the Belgian. So what gives that taste? Is somebody actually putting peppercorn in the no, beer? No, it's the yeast. It's the type of yeast you use will give that sort of flavor profile. But interesting, a, sc- a Scotch ale. 
does not use that yeast type. So obviously I was way off. All right, here we go. We got another We got another dark, dark beer right, that's been given to us. Start again. Start with the color. Where are you at? Well, it's dark. It's darker than the other one. So it's, now I'm upset with myself that I thought the Scotch Ale was it's dark. Very, hold up to the light. It's yeah. very similar. It's brown with streaks of ruby in it. Okay, what are you getting the notes? Oh, you're right. Heavy, heavy on the on the multi sweetness. Okay. Oh well, this was aged in a barrel. All right, you go ahead. What do you think? Hold on a second. What kind of dirt? That was aged did the in a barrel. Grow in? That was an aged. That was that's a barrel aged beer. I'm telling you right now, that's start, a barrel aged. Start beer. with the style first, though. It's a stout. Uh, no, I don't think it is. You don't. I think this is an. I think this is an American barley wine. Really? I do. That's something in a bourbon barrel. I'm telling you right now. I, I drink a lot of okay. bourbon barrel stouts. That's a bourbon barrel stout. That's what I think it is. Uh, that's my guess. I'm going bourbon I'm barrel I'm sticking stout. with barley wine. All right. Let's see what we got here. As we try to figure out who's going to guess this correctly. And what do we have? Again, I, I picked it because I like the bottle. It has a dragon. Dragon's milk. Bourbon barrel aged stout. Oh! <laughs> I nailed it! <laughs> I got it because of the dragon. <laughs> I beat the brewer on that one. Just drinking this, this barley wine slash stout. <laughs> is that the, uh, the dragon one? It's a really good beer. It's Regardless a, of what, what style it is, it's a, it's a great Listen, beer. I'm going to tell you something. It, that was unfair because she gave me that one and I was like, I I know that it's in a bourbon barrel. I mean, look, look underneath the bar right down here. I guarantee you there's a, there's a oh, bottle Chris, of bourbon down here. What? You have the sticker. I have the sticker for it. I've had it before. The old chub that we tasted I'd had before and I got the dragon. I have the dragon sticker on here as well. I got some open outcry stickers around here as well, too. I got all I get. I, I put all the bar stickers. Was up, I influenced because I subconsciously have been I think you subconsciously started picking out beers like that I've already years, drank before. Ten years I've been staring at these stickers. It was all part of my secret <laughs> evil plan to win had to do Brewer with versus the bartender on the EP podcast. So are you saying I've been set up? <laughs> Is that what you say? If that makes you feel better, John. Yeah. Evergreen Park residents, guess what? Chamber of Commerce Week is coming up September 14th through the 18th and the Evergreen Park Chamber of Commerce is celebrating in a variety of ways. Be on the lookout for the kickoff of their new small business marketing series, a weekly Zoom session with local business and marketing experts. That kicks off Wednesday, September the 16th with a session on LinkedIn marketing. On the 17th of September, virtual bingo, free for all to participate. Prizes are gift cards from chamber members all across Evergreen Park. Plus, the Evergreen Park Chamber of Commerce apparel store is open once again. Purchase apparel from now until September the 27th and all proceeds from sales will be given to a business of your choice. The apparel store, details on events, and registration available now. Go to evergreenparkchamber.org. Ben Belton is joining us on the line. Ben is one of our Hollywood, he's actually our only Hollywood insider. He's a great guy. He comes on all the time. We appreciate him joining us. And Ben, <laughs> ben has been a, uh, a big fan of the show and a big part of the show for a while, and he, he checks in every once in a while from L.A. Ben's got one of those jobs where he's around the movie stars. He bumps into them at the coffee shop. He works for the, you know companies that deal with all the studios. He goes to premieres. He highfalutes around with all the actors. He probably pushes Tom Cruise out of the way because he's a midget. These are the things that Ben does. And, <laughs> and Ben's life is starting to get a little bit more interesting now because there's movies coming back, am I correct? And I saw the trailer for James Bond today, and I decided... I'm going to the movies to see the new James Bond. It looked that good. 
Yeah, it's going to be great. And I mean, this one is going to be interesting mostly just because, you know, if you watch the trailer today, it was all about these women that were just kind of, and Hannah would appreciate this, were out there just kind of kicking, you know what, and and they're kind of introducing, I think you're going to start to see those movies split apart. So they're going to have, they're going to have a new 007 after this one. And I think they're going to hire an actor that's more traditional and more so looks the part. Uh, but then they're also going to probably spin off and do another series. They had planned on doing this a little bit with Halle Berry years ago as Jinx and the character, and that never came, you know, never came about. But you're going to start to see that. But this movie, um, they're saying, is incredible. Um, the people that have worked on it and that I know, and, and they're just there's a lot of hype behind it. So I think it's going to do great. And I think you're right about that. I noticed that that was the first thing I thought when I saw it that it flashed back to the whole thing where. It wasn't just a Bond girl. There was an actual like female like secret agent, a double O agent. That was it was clear mm-hmm. that one of them was another double O agent, which you don't see very often inside of James Bond films. And I'm down for it, man. It, it, it looked badass when I was watching it. Yeah, they've got they just got an incredible cast. A lot of the people that have been in the last, you know, several films are coming back. So it's just kind of a mix. And they've got, you know, uh, Rami Malek as the as the villain. I mean, there's just a lot to look forward to in this film. So the other thing that's going on is there's going to be like three different Batmans this year. We're going to get to see a Michael Keaton Batman. We're going to go. We're going to get to see the uh, like a Ben Affleck Batman supposedly, and we're going to get to see a a Batman from the guy who did Twilight. And I saw the preview for that Batman, and it looked pretty cool. But it turns out they had to stop filming because he got COVID. Is that what happened? Yeah, I mean that that's been the talk the last twenty four to forty eight hours here is everybody's got COVID. So the Rock and his family tested positive for COVID. <laughs> yeah, Supposedly, COVID. why are you laughing? Because, because I mean, like I don't he's know. He's a vampire and he's Batman. <laughs> he's, and he ba- he's a vampire and he's a Batman. Batman I thought he would be immune to COVID. You think Batman could get COVID? I guess he's a bat. Right? I, you would think Batman. Ah. Batman's able to fight off every single thing. Bat's the Joker's got like you know poisonous gas. Batman just puts the little thing well, in the filter in his no, nose. I guess you would think he would have like a bat filter no, no, no. for COVID. The, the, he's a bat. He's not an actual bat. Have you ever seen Batman before? <laughs> yeah, but he's a bat, he's a Batman. <laughs> oh my god, I don't think he's ever seen Batman before. What's well, this? they're calling him the emo Batman. They're calling the emo Batman. So maybe the emo Batman is more susceptible to such things. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, I was shocked the other night, Ben. And I want to know your take on it, because I think it hit everybody a little differently. But I can't believe that the guy who played Black Panther not only had cancer for for years and we didn't know it. He filmed all those movies with stage three colon cancer and then he dies. And you're like, wait, wait, what? I mean, was this something that was really kept that much under wraps in Hollywood that nobody knew about this? It was. Um, and I talked to a bunch of people that I know, and they didn't know about it either. And they're, they're maybe more in the know than a lot of people you would know. And they basically, they, they were surprised by it too. Now, recently, he's been kind of away from the public. And I think that's when he lost a lot of weight. I did see him about, I think it was seven or eight months ago. And he looked, you know, a little skinny. But I think what they were saying is that he was, had lost some weight for a role. And then eventually, I think when he he started to get to really lose the weight was in the last probably, you know, during COVID in the six months is when it really started to unfortunately accelerate. So you you saw um, him, you saw him in person and you could tell that he was a little bit smaller, but you were told it was because of a role. Well, yeah. And and, and he looked, you know, he looked, but a lot of celebrities, you know, a lot of actors you meet, uh, they will lose weight or gain weight for a role. So you don't really think twice about it. Like he, you know, he looked, he looked normal. He didn't look 
he didn't look like he, not that, not that having cancer means that you're not going to look normal or that you're not going to, you know, that you're going to look sick. It just means that I didn't notice anything. And I know a lot of other people didn't. So it really came as a shock and, and just, just an awful loss for Hollywood and an awful loss for, you know, for Pete, he was just, you know, he was a great guy. He was constantly going into, um, you know, to essentially help kids with cancer, deal with cancer. Um, he was just very giving person and, and everyone's just kind of, you know, trying to figure out what they're going to do next, basically. Obviously, they're in the phase of honoring him and stuff like that, but they also want to make sure that, you know, that they carry on this character, this great char- this great franchise that he created. He was the center of it with Black Panther. Yeah, you know, that's the other weird thing about it is that, like, I was somebody who, I used to read more of the DC comics than the Marvel ones. I'll be honest with you. But Marvel did such a good job with the movies that I, I and I knew some of the characters, but I, honest to goodness, had no idea who the heck Black Panther was. And I was like, when the movie came out, I'm like, eh, I'll get to it eventually. And everybody was like, oh, it's awesome. You got to go see it. I went and saw it, and he became like one of my favorite characters in an entire Marvel mm-hmm. universe. And it seems like callous to say, oh, gosh, what are they going to do with the movies? To me, honestly, I sat there and thought to myself, they could just leave it at that point. He was an amazing character. You could just leave it. If they want to continue it, I remember from the original movie that when one Black Panther goes, another one takes his place so they could also recast it and come up with a reason that he doesn't, that he has to be, that he's not there anymore. So it'll be interesting to see if Hollywood even decides to move forward with that character or if Marvel says, nope, that was his, we're not touching it again. Have you heard anything about it or is it just too soon for that? I think the word is that they're not going to replace him or not going to replace his character. What they're going to do is they're going to have somebody else step into the Black Panther role. The bigger issue that it creates is they had planned on, there were talk, there was, there were talks that they were going to bring in some of the X-Men characters Um, in the comic books. uh, He carries on a relationship with Storm. And so they were going to bring in Storm through, through him and then some of the other X-Men in, in that, in that particular next film that they were planning for Black Panther 2. So now you're probably what you're going to see and what I'm hearing is they're going to take uh, the woman who played his sister, whose name is Letitia Wright, uh, who played Shuri. She will probably step into the role of Black Panther. That's my prediction. And that's what I'm hearing pretty heavily around around town. Ben Belton, who will have to come here to Illinois if he actually wants to see a movie because they're not allowed, John, yeah. to look at movies in, in L.A. right now. It's the movie capital of the world and Ben can't go to a theater but you can go to them yeah, out or here. Screening. That's, that's the way yeah. that the world works now, Hannah. Is that he's not, he's unable to do that. And and Ben, I appreciate you jumping on. Look, I want you to make plans. Just put on the mask, fly to Chicago. We'll go see a movie. I'll take you over to John's place. We'll taste some beers. Then we'll make John guess what the beers are. He won't <laughs> yeah. be able to guess them, and we're gonna have a good laugh. What do you think? Yeah, I, I would like to get a more. I would like to get a, a hazmat suit that has your comp, that has your uh, your podcast logo on it. And well, I will, in I the will airport. get an EP podcast hazmat suit to fly you out here. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708 425 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. You put up a great Instagram post here just before you came over here. You're, you're loading a truck on the back of uh, another truck 
Tell me what that's all about at Open Outcry. All what right. are you doing? So we uh, we just acquired a 1948 Ford F5. Wow. Does it run? Barely. Okay. <laughs> But it's a 1940 Ford truck. 48. 48 Ford 1948 truck. F5. Okay. Uh, a really interesting history on this truck. Uh, Please tell me you're not going to use it to brew beer. We're not going to use it to brew beer, but we're going to use it to <laughs> we're going to use it to deliver beer. That's fun, uh, right? So get it all painted up with the open outcry thing, but you got to get it to run first. You got to get it to run first, so we're going to make sure that it's safe and, me- and mechanically sound. It's going to get um, a restoration of the paint and in the interior. Uh, it will be branded similar to the 1930 Ford F150 that we have, and we'll use it for special events and things like that. And we just acquired it about two months ago, and now we're sending it off to finish the restoration work that um, that my friend had started on it. Okay. And we're going to use it as the beer truck. That's exciting. Have it's you driven it exciting. yet? I've driven it a few times, yes. The last time I drove it, I went over the rail tr- railroad tracks uh, on 111th Street, and a bunch of parts fell out the bottom of it. So... <laughs> So I decided that we should probably get this thing in the Maybe hands. Maybe we should get this thing fixed. Yeah. We went over the tracks and I got, ping, ping, ping. Did you have to get out and get I stuff out? I got out and I looked at the street and half the truck was laying in the middle of the street. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Launcher. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.